Welcome to Miked Up Sports, the show that gives people in sports an unfiltered platform to share their stories. If you want to help us tell more stories, check us out at patreon.com slash television, paypal.me slash television, or on Cash App at TSB Television. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the show. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another live edition of Miked Up Sports, the show that goes in-depth with the people who build our sports community. It's been a while since our last podcast. If you're following us live, that's because I've been busy doing live sports again, but we're in a little bit of a break. So that gives us an opportunity to highlight an athlete who got many breaks for herself at Osseo and Eastern Michigan University, Phyllis Webb. You might remember Phyllis as a three-sport athlete with the Osseo Orioles, going to state basketball and track for several years and picked up a few uh, first place medals in state track. And then she played all four years of her college basketball career at Eastern Michigan University. And these days you can find her as a grant writer in the city of Duluth, if my research is correct. So Mm -hmm. Phyllis, it sounds like no matter what capacity you're in, you still find a way to be a good teammate. Thanks for coming on. And I'll start with this. what are some similarities and differences uh, between your current role as a grant writer and your time as an athlete? Um, no one yells at me as much. You know? <laughs> that's, I think that's the first difference. My, my boss is very um, calm, cool, and collected, which I appreciate. Uh, I think the, mo- the biggest similarity would be teamwork, you know, asking your teammates, teammates you know often on the court where it's like if I need help don't be afraid to ask for help you know my father always taught me you know if you leave somewhere confused that means that the person didn't explain it well enough to you he taught me that for like the court he taught me that for the classroom so I've always never been able to ask uh, or never been uh, afraid to ask questions because I get confused really easily. <laughs> you could ask some of my coaches. So um, one of the things growing up in high school, I would ask questions and my coaches be like, stop thinking, just do it. And I'm like, but what does that mean? I don't know, what does it, do I do go left or right? Like, I don't, so, you know, but I do ask questions and sometimes I've, had it um now I'm more confident where if someone leaves me with a piece of information um I try to run with it and figure it out myself you know being being an adult is a verb you got to (laughs) do so um I very much so try to figure stuff out by myself to a certain extent but you know if I do need help I'm I'm more than willing to ask people for help so I think those two are the main things. No one's angry at you, but you're an adult. You can do it yourself. I have to wonder what the part about you being an inquisitive fellow, if uh, your high school and college teammate Janae Morton would concur that you were the athlete who would always ask questions and maybe overthink things a little bit. Yeah. um, I tell you what, my uh, old coach, uh, Coach Verdi, who's at UMass right now, he, he kept things simple for me. <laughs> he tried his best. I'm like, I don't know. 
this play can we just run through but he was a really really good coach um really good sense of humor so he did help me through that because he I remember when he did recruit me which was funny he actually came to a volleyball game of mine and uh he said that he loves recruiting players like me because as you know high school you need to grow you need to be um built you know so he loved players that he could build into you know incredible incredible talented athletes so he's seen that in me you know so I think that that but he I was confused all the time I'm still confused all the time which is fine I own it I own it so it's good and yet you still managed to score over 1,000 points at Eastern Michigan so if you could do that while you were confused I wonder just run was, right just just run straight yeah <laughs> That's probably why track maybe was an easy sport for you then, because you have to just run around in one direction. You don't have to worry about going left or right. It's running a circle. Yeah, just my coach would be like, look, because I would have, so with track, I had a lot of anxiety with track. It, it, it Yes, I'm a good athlete, but I'm also human. You know, um, I also put something up on my social media today and it said, cause I heard it today and I was like, it's an incredible point. If you still get anxiety with things that you have been doing forever, that means that you are just like still in love with your craft. So I would get anxiety all the time. And my coach would be like, look, it's fine. All you gotta do is just run straight and take a left and then just run straight again. And I'm like, okay, I was like, I can do that. So, but yeah, I mean, I would just try to, even if I was confused, it's like, just work hard that, you know, that's all you need to do at the end of the day. And then things will take care of themselves, you know. Well, you bring up a couple of points as we chronicle your history in sports. So with you getting anxieties, and I think that happens with almost any athlete, whether it's basketball, track, volleyball, or whatever sport they participate in, how do you manage that? Because I imagine for track, you, you don't want to false start. You want to make sure on a relay that you get the uh, handoff cleanly and basketball. You, know, you want to make sure you run a good possession, run a good set. I imagine there are a lot of things you have to think about mm -hmm. and volleyball too. So there's a lot of quick time decisions, especially in volleyball, basketball. So how do you think your anxiety maybe fueled you as an athlete and how did you navigate it so that it wouldn't overwhelm you um you know at some points anxiety would get the best of me but that's just kind of the definition of getting the jitters out in anything that you're doing um and you know I've had mess ups if I'm if I said that I didn't have mess ups then I'm lying but um what I would usually do then even in any aspect where it, whether it be like the classroom, a big project coming up in work or um, playing against Michigan, you know, turning that anxiety into energy and just breathing. Um, I try to meditate now. I should have picked this up more in college, but you know, a lot of athletes, they listen to music. So channeling, finding a, a, a song that channels that anxiety, channels that that energy so that you know you can visualize the stuff that you need to do on the on the court or wherever so what I would do is I would just kind of listen to music 
and just um, I know I used to go out and shoot a little bit before we had like our game plan with our coach. So just like focusing, you know, I'm sweating all of that, but getting that uh, those nervous jitters out and just focusing on like my form, focusing on you know, I need to get low on defense. Like I was, I was hit or miss on defense. It depended on the team, but I would try. <laughs> uh, but I was a banger. I was a four or five, depending on who we played. I always like, that was weird to me too. I was a post my whole life and I am five, eight. It didn't make any sense to me. I also still can squat three ten, So that's probably where that came from. So, um, but, you know, going back to like the question, just channeling it and controlling it. If you let your anxiety control you, you've already lost the battle. You have to, you know, put the reins on it and just ride it through till for 40 minutes, you know, or if that's too long of a time period for you with like basketball, after, like at each time out, take that breath and then once you go back, you're, you're back, you're a different person. You know, if you have to trick yourself, have an alter ego, you know, this is dumb, but Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. She still gets nervous. She's, I've heard her say this in an interview. If I'm nervous before concert or whatever I'm about to perform, I turn into this person, you know, so that she's never scared. She, you know, doesn't blink an eye or anything like that. I have my Sasha Fierces, you know, but, you know, that's just to show that confidence and that person still messes up themselves, but they are lack of a better term, a better version of yourself so you can get the job done. What are your go-to songs when you need to temper your anxiety, so to speak? Um, back in college, I high school or college I know that I was just getting big into like Big Sean um it's funny since I went to school 30 minutes away from Detroit and he's a Detroit native you know he but his vibe is unmatched to a lot of people um some Drake songs it depends on which Drake you're or uh, Drake you're getting you know but um just hype songs I know like um, one of the athletes I went to college with, his name is Tim Bond. He plays um, for Chicago's D League right now. Um, he put me on to a lot of Meek Mill, you know. It's just like the, it has to have a good beat and just like match with, if my heart's going fast, then I want a beat that matches that, that matches my energy. So, um, or it, to be honest, even if I didn't pick like, um, if I didn't pick an individual, it's just that type of music, that hype music, you know? So, except one, except one song, my sophomore year, the band would always play the one, it's an 80s song called Africa. And Toto. Yeah, I love that song. I'm, I love 80s music. It was just weird. I'm weird. It's fine. Um, I love 80s music, but they, the band would always play that song where you'd be warming up and I would just be singing to that song. So it doesn't give me hype, but it makes me happy. So, yeah. Phyllis, I wouldn't call that weird because Africa has had a life of its own. Weezer covered it a few years ago, and that is one of those songs that has 
stood the test of time, if you will. So I don't know if I call that weird. Yeah. And they say normal is just a sitting on a washer dryer anyway. So I'm sure we'll find as we discover more things that you might find weird. I'm going, I don't know. Like, right. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure there's more that Janae and others would say, but it's like, hey, you know what? You've made it this far. So I, I think uh, being weird is worked out for you. <laughs> Absolutely. I, if I have a diploma in weird. I have <laughs> three. I have a bachelor's in business. I have a master's in public administration. And they gave me a certificate in being weird and I accepted. So there's that. But I mean, if you, even if you ask Janae, I've known Janae since 2002. She knows I'm a character, but she she appreciates it. Not everybody can be walking around being perfect. Not me. So I bug her as much as I possibly can. You just gave me an idea for a, a follow up after we're done with this podcast, Phyllis, <laughs> because mm -hmm. I, I had Janae on uh, late summer and it was fun reconnecting. There was another note going back to your sports history that I wanted to follow up on when you mm -hmm. discuss your background. And I came across an old interview of yours after you graduated from Ostia and were ready to make that transition. You went to college for basketball, of course, but you said volleyball was your favorite sport. Mm -hmm. Basketball was the team sport, but you wanted to be perfect. And track mm -hmm. was the suicide sport. Mm -hmm. I still say that now. So I, I guess, how did you make it all work? And I'm thinking, are, were you crazy because you took up the suicide sport in track, but you mm -hmm. set a state record in the four by two relay, if I recall. You yeah. had a great career in basketball, volleyball, you said it was a sport that you know the least about, but was the most fun. Mm -hmm. What got you into all of those sports? Um, so I guess the first one I'll start with is basketball. My, my brother played basketball and so did my father. Uh, my father told me that when he came back from the Vietnam War, he walked onto um, University of Minnesota's basketball team. Um, I think it was the, I wanna say the late seventies, I believe. Um, just something to do, keep him out of trouble. Um, but he loved the sport and it's instilled in me too. Um, so that's where that came from. And just being like, I'm the youngest. So my, and my brother's the oldest. So, um, and I have another sibling, I have a sister as well, but I've always idolized my brother. You know, now he's not perfect himself, but you know, just seeing him, um, you know, work hard. I know back in like the nineties and early two thousands, there's the AAU team um the uh, Minnesota Magic I think was his growing up but just seeing like how much fun he had like we have downstairs we just have a ton of trophies on a fireplace mantle and just seeing like how cool that was and you are an artifact of your environment as well so just being in that environment you know was just incredible and I just loved like the environment of sports you know so that's how that happened with basketball. And I just stuck with it. And since I do idolize both of them, you know, I wanted to make both of them proud. You know, originally I actually did want to go to the University of Minnesota because both of them went, you know, but, you know, I ventured out, uh, weighed my options and, 
as a senior, I knew um, already that I wanted to get my degree in business admin. So I went to Eastern for that because they were one of the best in the country for that. Um, when it comes to volleyball, <laughs> volleyball, there's, um, he's the, uh, I can't remember his title, but Bill Kwan at Osseo, he used to be the head coach of the girls volleyball team. But at the time, he also was the JV coach for the basketball team. So when I was transitioning, I played basketball my eighth grade year at Park Center, and I wanted to transition and play with Janae over at Osseo. So he knew I was coming over there. <laughs> so there's one day, uh, I don't know when, I think they start in like early August when they start getting back in the gym and then starting tryouts for volleyball. Quan was like, hey, let's try something real quick. I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, all right, you're gonna stand on this box and I want you to, the, the net's gonna be in front of you. And all I want you to do is just angle your arms and like my uh, JV coach is just gonna hit volleyballs into your arms and just sit there and just keep your arms sturdy and see how you feel about it. All right, I'm a freshman. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just gonna listen to what this man's saying. It was fine. He was like, how was that? It's fine. My arms hurt and they sting, but it's fine. And then ever since then, he was just like teaching me more and more stuff, like giving me or um, having different coaches teach me different stuff. Um, so that was fun. And then I just fell in love with the sport, like just the atmosphere and of excitement and stuff like that. It was just fun. Like, yeah, I got into the sport late, but I don't, I'm glad that Quan grabbed me when he could, you know, so, and I love, at the time, I probably can't do it now, but it was fun because I started at the right side, then I, I ended up as a middle, I, and I'm just like, this is so weird, but it was so fun, but I can still, well, not anymore, but I can touch the top of the uh, poles on the ends too, if I jumped and had good form, it was awesome, so, and that helped with um, basketball too, because you're constantly jumping. It didn't help with my shin splints. I had I had three old sh uh, stress fractures in my legs from playing three sports, but it comes with territory. Um, but that helped, you know, with certain things in basketball. Like, yeah, you're just running short distance and then jumping, but it's like, you know, the timing is everything. Like, there's some plays in basketball where you have to time it right or else you miss the whole opportunity to score and then track DeVries he is no longer the, the varsity track coach but he was friends with Quan and knew that I was coming over to the uh coming over to Osseo so and I think he was my teacher all of these coaches were my teachers other than um Reeser and uh, Joey Waters who passed away last year. But um, they just grasped me when they had the opportunity. And I was like, okay. And I didn't run track my freshman year cause I got my first stress fracture. But I ran track from eighth grade to my senior year and I never not made it to state. So I just, you know, and track kept me in shape for AAU too. That, that was another thing. And my dad played, was a three sport athlete at Central High School. 
as well. Miles, he just um, just did basketball. <laughs> he didn't like getting hit. My brother does not like football like that. Basketball, he was like, I'm just gonna stick with this. But me, I never sat down other than to do my homework. But, you know, track was fun and the environment with that too, like Brianna Puckett, uh, I was with her last week. <laughs> She's a trainer. Um, and that was really fun catching up with her. And she told me last week that our record still stands in Minnesota to this day, I believe. So, yeah. And here you are. I'm still impressed that when you said you can still squat 310, I'm going, all right, I, I better not mess with you because if I get too uh, too silly or whatever, I'm like, okay, she, she can kick my butt. <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm calm. <laughs> I'm very calm. Okay. Still though, I, I still though I'm gonna behave myself. Thank you. <laughs> so that you don't have to show off those squatting abilities. Right. Uh, well, you mentioned knowing Janae since 2002, and that friendship carried over all the way through college and still does. So uh, you mentioned wanting to go to Osseo so you could play alongside her. So what do you remember from that first meeting? And how do you think that friendship has evolved from your time as high school teammates in two sports, college teammates for three years at Eastern Michigan to you know, what you're doing now, you as a grant writer, Janae and a coach at MSU Mankato? Mm -hmm. um, I think that it's just been fun throughout the years. We've both seen each other become, you know, incredible women um, with, you know, aspirations for the specific goals that we want to pursue in life um, and still having those moments where I can bring up a story and either she gets embarrassed or I just make her laugh. You know, I think that um, we've both seen each other's good sides and bad sides, but we've always had each other's backs at the end of the day. And that's something that you can, you hold on to those type of people, you know, especially like, excuse me, even her family as well. I see them as my family. You know, they've always, you know, fed, fed me when I was hungry, PB&J. I used to eat up all their, their bread at their house. I don't know why I love PB&Js, but the type of brand that they used to have, it was good. But, you know, just making sure um, that all of us were okay. And I'm sure that like she would say the same thing about like my, my father, all of the girls that I play AAU with, you know, we've seen each one of their moms and dads, like our moms and dads, you know, it just carries over to this day, you know, the, the Jade Martins of the world, the Janae Mortons of the world. I used to, when they were together, I used to always be like, Jade, I mean, Janae, I'd be like, crap. <laughs> so that was a thing, but, or, you know, um, a whole bunch of people, you know, um, I didn't come into contact with um, Naila as much, but she, you know, incredible. She's still in the WNBA right now. So, but her family's incredible, you know, so you just, you, you come across so many good people and you follow them. So like with Janae, you know, I knew she always wanted to coach even when we were um, in college as well. And I think that, you know, I'm sure she's doing an amazing job. I know they play, I'm located in Duluth right now. Um, but they play UMD here coming up in a couple months and, you know, I'm going to go and support that too, you know? So I just think that, 
you know, no matter what, whether it's like the ups and downs, like me and her always have each other's backs. Like if she were to call me and need me for something, like I would help her out, you know? So, because things go past sports, you know, it's the person at the end of the day. Um, and that's something that I carry with me, no matter who I come into contact with, with um, uh, in any walks of life, you know? So there's a lot of, there's a lot of sketchy individuals in this world, but when you do find good people, you hold on to them. I'm curious how that dynamic was impacted. Uh, it's clear that the two of you are still good friends, but when Janae decided to finish her college career at Nebraska, so the two of you had been together all this time through volleyball and basketball, and Janae mentioned she wanted to have a chance to prove herself at a power five school. That was a goal of hers, and she got an opportunity to do that, but when she decided to make the move after three years together, how did the two of you uh, handle that situation? And how do you think that maybe strengthened your friendship? Because as you were saying that you still call each other up, you're gonna go to the UMD MSU Mankato game. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> it's clear that it didn't really affect the friendship in a negative way, but mm -hmm. that is an interesting wrinkle you know, when you're with someone for such a long time. You, Right. 2002. Um, I mean, even with that, too, we knew in high school, though, like people, a lot of people thought we were like a package deal. It just so happened that we both went to the same college. Um, Coach Verdi didn't tell us that. He told us after we both got recruited and he was like, hey, by the way. And I was like, oh, OK. So which was fine. It's a familiar face in a foreign place. So, you know, that was perfectly fine with me. Um, but, you know, when it came to like her decision, you know, her final year, I'm, I'm not her, you know, whatever goals that she wanted to pursue, I'm, who am I to say, no, you can't go. For me in particular, the, I, had, I had two things on my mind. So the first option, since there was a new coach coming in, I was going to try to go to the U of M because like I mentioned earlier, my father went and so did my brother. So I was like, hey, maybe I can pursue this dream of getting a degree at, you know, um, at home and being able to play in front of my father, you know, because he hasn't seen me play, you know, for four years. It, my dad doesn't fly. In, fun fact, when he was in Vietnam, he was on a hijacked plane, so he doesn't like planes, um, which is understandable. But, you know, and he did, he would always fly out when he had to. But, you know, that was something. But with me, like, you know, a lot of people on the outside looking in, like, you were an incredible athlete. I felt that if I went to the University of Minnesota, I wasn't going to play. I didn't think I was because I didn't know where I was going to kind of fit in their, you know, high speed tempo or whatever tempo. I can't even remember how they ran. I think they were more of like Eastern was more of like a transition and go team. And then if we had to set up plays, we would. To me, the U of M was more like ready, set, go. But it worked. Like if you were winning games and you're doing that, by all means, with the palms you have on your board, do that, you know, but I'm, I'm only 5'8", and there's a lot of big girls in the Big Ten, so I would have tried to help hold my own, but, you know, I think I could have made it. I, 
could have played against Kayla, that would have been fun. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, and I could have played um, against a whole bunch of girls or played with a whole bunch of girls I played with in high school too. So, but, you know, I mean, I stayed at Eastern because I want, it didn't make sense for me to leave when I was so close to getting a degree. You know, in my head, a degree is something that no one can take away from you because you earned that. It has your name on it and you own it. So I just stayed because uh, my winter semester of my senior year, I only have one class and it was online. So I stayed, <laughs> I made it easy for myself. I busted my butt. I always took two classes every summer, um, including my freshman year so that I could, you know, have that set up my senior year. And, you know, I, I know it's not, you know, you think about your career and what you should do at that moment, but I made so many friends at Eastern as well. I, you know, I was comfortable and there's nothing wrong with being comfortable. And there, I mean, it wouldn't have been anything wrong with if I wanted to make myself uncomfortable one more time and take that, that leap of faith going to the U. Um, but, you know, I made my decision, she made her decision and she did good, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm still proud of her to this day, you know, with all the things that she came across. So, and I'm proud of myself, you know, for, we weren't the best my senior year, but, you know, I wouldn't trade those girls for the world. You know, they stuck around with me because they believed in me and I believe in them. And whether we take an L or not, we go down fighting and I went down fighting with them every single time. So I don't regret anything, you know. As you noted, Phyllis, your official height is five foot eight. And I've had some athletes on the podcast who functioned as post players, even if they were undersized. Uh, Jalila Chakolis comes to mind, who is playing at Hampton now. Uh, she was five, six at Hopkins, but wasn't afraid to get down there. So how do you compensate your five, eight? You mentioned having to go up against taller competition uh, in conference, outside of conference, but your strength is without question, since you can still squat 310, but when you're 5'8", going in amongst the trees, how do you make sure you can hold your own? Um, some of those trees were not as strong as me. My roots were stronger. Um, even like, so like my senior year uh, in college, I believe the girl that went first round in the WNBA, she was my height, I believe. I think, and I, yeah, I'm pretty sure, or she was like an inch taller than me. I'm like, you're at UConn and you're holding your own. That's what someone told me. And I was like, okay, well, but even, you know, despite that, I just am, I just use my strength. And like, you know, if you're shorter, you just use your abilities and whatever you got to do, swim through, you move your feet, you take the, the, the movements of a post and you make them your own and you craft them so that you come up on top on the competition. So, and I mean, and if all else fails, just be strong. <laughs> you know, like I, it worked for me. Um, I was kind of shocked that I was a post in college, but it worked just because my coaches seen, they're like, she, I, I could kind of dribble, not really. It, it got better my junior and senior year. <laughs> I'll say that, but, um, you know, I liked banging with 
um, bigger individuals. I don't know where it came from, but I think I liked being underestimated a lot, um, knowing that, oh, she's taller or she's shorter than me. I got this. No, you don't. I'm like, cause you have to get to the basket first. Like, so I, you know, tussling on the ground, all that, like I'm that type of, I used to wear knee pads and an arm strap in college and high school. Cause I would die for the ball. Like if you, I'm like, if you want the ball, you have to get it for me first. Like I have that mentality. If, if it's a jump ball, if you don't let go, you're coming with the ball. Like that was my mentality and it's worked multiple times. Or even if it's a jump ball, it's a jump ball, but you still didn't get it. So, you know, just having that dog eat dog mentality because like, you know, your teammates depend on you, but I got something to prove since you think that I'm, you know, since I'm short, you know, I don't got nothing. I'm not going to score. Okay. I mean, we'll see. Like, so, you know, and having fun with it too. Um, and putting in that work off the court, you know, going to practice, um, being ready to play like it's a game, you know, like you have to go a hundred percent and asking those questions. You know, I tried to get a few moves. I wasn't like a complex post where I had like a whole bunch of moves up and under a couple of times. Like I was simplistic, but it worked for me. So, and again, I, you know, don't confuse me. Don't do it coach. Cause you know, it's going to happen. Don't do it. So simplicity is everything. And on the subject of friendships, we've highlighted the camaraderie you and Janae have. Of course, that extended to teammates, uh, rivals in high school and college, and the other moments. We talked about this before we started. Uh, you and Taylor Anderson, the two of you faced off several times in basketball and track. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the two of you played against each other in 2012 in the 4A state championship for basketball. Mm -hmm. And then you would see each other every year at the state track meets you know, two of the fastest kids in the field. I guess friendly rivalry would be, would be the best way to put it because it was clear the two of you would, would support each other. You mentioned how much respect you have uh, for what she's done. And I'm sure she'd say the same to you. Uh, but what was that like having to go against each other in the same sport in basketball and then in the same races and track? Because if I recall, both of you were sprinters. Yeah, she ran, don't quote me on this, but I, it, it kind of varies each year of what you have on your track team. So my junior year, I ran all relays um, because usually the coaches kind of eat, well, specifically for Osseo, the seniors get to pick if they want to do individual. And if they do have a chance and the coaches think that they have a chance, then they get to do that. And then everybody else, you know, do the relay. Um, so my junior year, I did all the relays. She was in the 200 relay that year too, I believe. Yeah, I remember Hopkins was in that. Um, but my senior year, a lot of the, we lost a couple good components uh, my senior year. So we just got put in all individuals. So I got the state in the 100, the 200 and the 400. So, um, but Taylor, her dad coached her in track too. Um, me and Taylor have known each other since fourth grade. We played AAU basketball together. 
you know, so um, I've always had love for her family too, because her and her sister are hilarious. They just are fun individuals. Like there's an aura around them that just like screams like happiness. But um, it, it, you know, when you're on the court or you're, um, you know, on the track or what have you, you turn that switch on. And then once you're done, you turn it off and you'd be like, haha, or something like that, <laughs> you know? So, but you know, I've never, I've never like talked junk during basketball, really. You, people gotta start it first. I'm not gonna start it. If you start it, then I'm gonna finish it. But, um, you know, that was friendly rivalry. Um, I so I my senior year going back to like what I was going to tell you you know when you go to the um when you make it to state they always have those vendors with the shirts and the hoodies and the memorabilia for that year so my dad he was like I'll get you this hoodie or I said I, I was like I made a bet with him I was like hey dad I was like if I win the 200, will you get this hoodie for me? Cause at the time, $65, that's a lot. I, I don't have that, <laughs> but he was like, okay. I was like, yay. So I didn't know if I was gonna win. I was just gonna go out there and try my best. And um, just nervous as hell. I'm, like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like running against good athletes or anybody, I could just see her shadow. Behind me, I was like, ah, I was like, the sun is not my friend right now because you just see her feet, and I'm like, feet, you gotta move faster than this. So, but you know, just um, and one thing I know you said, like, uh, with anxiety, you gotta make sure that you don't false start. I always started late, I always started late, so I wouldn't. Um, I was the anchor, uh, my sophomore and junior year, I always took off late, so. My coaches don't know that. Oops, sorry, coaches. But when I would go back and get like um, stick or the baton, I would make eye contact, make sure I had it first and then go. So because I knew which I'm not a cocky individual, but I'm I'm like either I can catch this chick or she can't catch me. So I was like, ah. so and I wish that we, you know, I could find um, that video where I did race Taylor I don't know where it's at I don't know if you said you said she has a picture of it I need to ask her because I want that picture <laughs> like and then like everybody was like so when we when me and her got done racing on the uh 200 she fell not bad she just you know kind of stumbled a little bit um trying to catch her breath and I know she was like I think something was going on with her leg or something like that so everybody thought this was a heartfelt moment, but I was like, well, she can't get to the podium. Like I gotta help her. So I just put her on my back and then I went to go get her some ice and then all that. And then once she was done, put her back on my back and then took her back to the tent and got her some more ice. Like, that's what you do, you know? Like that's how my dad raised me. It doesn't matter if they, even if she beat me, I'm probably still pick her up. And like, I know her, get her some ice and get her to her parents, like, you know? So, um, but my dad said, when I crossed the finish line, he felt the money going out of his pocket. So I was like, yep, that's my job. <laughs> but, you know, 
um, that was a, a hell of a race, you know, um, you know, even when I talk about it, you know, you still get like chills and all that, but I couldn't beat her now. I don't think I could, I'd be like, whoo, girl, I need to like train a lot. I'm like, you look like a robot. I'm not on that level I used to be now I'm not but I mean if I ever stuck with track I think I would have did okay um I almost stayed at Easton for a fifth year and I almost ran track because I looked at I looked at my times for my senior year and some of the females there um I was my time was faster than theirs on some stuff but then they were hella athletes too but I was like, oh, I can stick with them. So my fifth year, I was like, ah, I don't know. But they used to get something called a triple crown. They have um, in college, I guess they have an outdoor season and then the indoor season, not in that order, but there are so many good athletes there. Um, I can't remember what his name is right now. His name is, he was a triple jumper or a long jumper. He just came back from Tokyo as well from Eastern Michigan and he, you know, did really good and track there too. But um, yeah, I always love thinking about like the past and like competing against like these incredible athletes now and wondering like if I would have stuck with it, um, you know, if I would have went overseas or something like that, if I would have did like good or not. But, you know, I don't try to let myself down. So I think I would have did okay going overseas. The fan of me would would have enjoyed seeing a a rematch of you and Taylor in college or professionally if you decided to pursue track. But I, I think basketball worked out for you. Track has worked out for her. And mm-hmm. like you said, I, I'll never forget. I was running the production for Grand Stadium, and unfortunately, I don't know what happened to all that video. But like I said, I just remember laughing, and I couldn't stop because. I knew of the history between you two having covered the state finals and basketball every year. So I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, these two know each other. And, uh, you, you two had a friendship. So it was <laughs> what it was a heartfelt moment. So don't sell yourself short, but as you were saying, it's like, it was expected, like, Hey, we're buddies, we're friends. And, you know, she would do the same for me, but I, I still found it, it's an amusing sight that, the, you know, the state champion, the gold medalist says, all right, I'll give you a piggyback uh, back to camp, get you taken care of. And like you said, that you're just helping one of your uh, good friends out there. But mm-hmm. I, I still re- look back at that moment fondly just because of how much it meant well, to Taylor, how much it means to you. And like, that's one of those things when you look back on the past, you're like, yeah, we, we gutted it out, but you you got a moment I'm sure the two of you still talk about it you got a moment you'll never forget right absolutely and they made it uh my senior year so all the athletic directors get a three-year calendar that was on the three-year calendar as the front of it so it was me and her running I was like why did y'all put that on there look at my face (laughs) oh my god but um yeah uh you know which one I'm talking about where those it's like the jumbled sports so it's like hockey soccer basketball volleyball I think those are really cool I have a picture of it in my phone um but I thought that was pretty cool you know one of those moments where a picture doesn't do justice for for that even though it was only you know less than 30 seconds like it's in history now so 
So looking back at your athletic career, Phyllis, uh, what would you say was your most exciting moment? This could be from high school or college and uh, your most embarrassing moment. Um, how, which one am I going to do first? I think, I mean, I had embarrassing moments, like a minimum of like once a week. So it's not, <laughs> it still happens now. That's but, right. You were confused all the time. So I suppose they just cropped up. <laughs> I was really clumsy. My, uh, my high or college coach used to say there was a sniper in the gym. Cause me and my, one of my other, uh, teammates would fall randomly and I was like and we would go back over like the practice film and you just see one of us just go fall I'm like I would get back up though um I think one of the embarrassing moments which I think is hilarious we were playing um uh, uh Ohio University Bobcats and we were there we were we were at their place and we had a rivalry between them. I still don't like them to this day. They can watch this and I fondly do not like them. Um, there, I was guarding, or I had the ball and I was on the corner, like corner of the wing. I don't know how I did this. I didn't practice this. So we just did a motion. So, you know, you would try to drive, um, penetrate, which either way, and either you would dish it out on the sidelines, jump out and throw the ball, or you would drive and then you would kick it out to the top. So I drove left, took two dribbles, and I crossed over. Girl said, skirt. My teammates were like, oh. And then I tried to shoot it. It went off the side of the board. I said, whoops. And they were like, and my teammates were like about to hype me up because they thought I was about to shoot a good shot. They were like, ah, oh, defense, defense. I was like, sorry, guys. But it's funny because I redeemed myself. I did it again accidentally against the same girl the next time we played them. And I actually made it that time. I never practiced it. Like, it was just like a a cool crossover. I was like, skirt, skirt, because I'm not like a... I am like a Neanderthal sometimes. I'm like, me run forward, I get the ball, I shoot the ball. Um, but I'm not like one of those like one players who's like, you know, start and stop, crossover, da da da. Um, it worked. So, and I made it. I'm one for one. So there you go. Um, my most exciting moment, um, I guess, with the Taylor moment as well. Um, that was exciting in high school, but I think I would say my sophomore year um, in college, um, at the time, we, I lost one of my teammates to a car crash um, in 2014. Uh, it was really tragic, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the teams in the MAC thought that we weren't going to play for the rest of the year. And we did, and we were the sixth seed. Um, one of the pictures I showed you, um, did you see that tournament bracket I sent you? So the reason why I sent that to you is because we were the first sixth seed to make it to the championship ever in MAC history. However, we had to play six games to get to the, we played the number one seed, which was the Ohio Bobcats. They had a three round bye. That doesn't make any sense. We lost in the championship, but 
I will say we were blowing out each team. So we, let's see if I can remember this. Okay, so Saturday night, we played Kent State at home. Um, they were the seven seed, we were the six seed, we won. I, I don't think we blew them out, but like we won by like 10 or 12 or something like that. Make it to Cleveland. We traveled to Cleveland Monday. We played Toledo Tuesday, blew them out by 30. 30. We played Akron on Wednesday, blew them out by 40. We played Ball State, blew them out by 30 because we were gunning for Ohio. We, we wanted, because they were, stuff I'm not going to say, but they were buttheads, I'll say. And there were some certain things that were going on um, that I didn't like um, talking about teammates that were no longer with us. So I didn't like that. So, um, but my teammates, you know, we took this opportunity to um, play for who we lost, play for a loved one. You know, we played our hearts out. If you ask Janae, she feels the same way. Um, and we, you know, we did our best, but then we made it to like the WNIT. Uh, that's the first time, or that's the second time we made it um, in our school's history. And we just had fun with it. You know, I think that that was just an exciting moment just to, not the homework that I had to make up, because let me tell you something, when you are on the road and you have classes, it's tough. Like some professors you don't like athletes, it's just simple and plain. You gotta like beg and plead like, hey, I'm gonna be on the road. Like I, this is the only way I can turn in my paper or whatever, but I would never change that opportunity for the world. You know, if I could bring back my teammate, I would, you know, I would change that. But, you know, what came from it was incredible, despite, you know, a tragic event that happened. And um, I think that that was just an incredible moment showing that, like, if you show up to play and you, you know, have um, something kind of weighing heavy on your heart, but you have that mentality to do whatever it takes to succeed for that individual that's what that tournament was we played and the the dumb part about it too the year after we had they uh so the the one and the two had a three round by the three and the four had a two round by they changed the bracket the year after that we would have won and, and i i say that with the utmost confidence we would have won the MAC if the bracket wasn't so skewed that much. I've never heard of a three round buy in my life. <laughs> like at least like a, maybe a one or a two, but a three, I'm like, geez, like that's a lot. So, but you know, and you know, whoever is watching this, they might not agree with me. I don't care. So <laughs> just like, you know, it happens. But you know, I, I thought that that was an incredible moment. And our, my teammates and us, you know, uh, we bonded off of that, you know. So it's fond memories and never forget it. And when you were playing, I just think about how much has changed in college sports now, because when you were playing, you, you thought that was crazy, having a skewed bracket. Uh, in, in such a manner and I know when the Big Ten expanded to 14 teams that took a little bit of getting used to it with the uh, yeah. two round by and now you know about the NLI deals that athletes uh, can engage in 
And so I'm thinking Phyllis and all these others, yourself, Taylor, Janae, like you all played too early. Uh, I tease. Maybe. Well, because I had, um, with my birthday, it's weird. I was born January 17th. My mom put me in school late because if I would have went to school early, I would have been four or something. So she put me in five going to six, but I would have played, I would have graduated with Michaela Bailey. I would have um, played with a whole bunch of, uh, I would have been in the same uh, class as, I think, no, I think she's a year older than me. The, what's the girl on The Bachelor right now? <laughs> oh, Michelle Young. Yeah, she, I think she was Michaela's Bailey's, she, was she 2012? She was 2011. She was, okay, uh, so she, so and she, I, I would have played with her, but. Yeah, she was a Miss Basketball finalist the same year Rachel Bannum won it. Yep, yep. So, um, which again, those are, is <laughs> it's funny, you know, basketball athletes, um, if you haven't like met them in person, they, you hear about one another. I met Rachel Bannum maybe a year and a half ago <laughs> for the first time. And I was like, hi, my name is Phyllis Webb. She's like, I know who you are. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, well, hello. <laughs> so I didn't know what to do. I was just like, I was out with, I was out with Kayla. Um, and for New Year's, I think, and, or New Year's, the day before New Year's Eve, and we just, you know, wanted to chill out with some of our friends. And I was like, hi. And she's like, I know who you, who you are. I was like, well, I've never, like, said hi. But, you know, incredible athlete. That was hilarious to me. I was like, all right. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, I think it's even that, because what, John, Joe Col Coleman's on that show. I don't watch the show. I want to be on here and be quite frank. I don't watch the show. Good for them. I'm just not. I just don't watch. Michaela Bailey, she likes that show. <laughs> I don't watch it at all. But yeah. But that that's okay. I I can't say I follow The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. I only heard about it when uh, right. stories about Michelle came out and I'm going, did I not? Because I started covering high school basketball around that time, but she was at Woodbury and, and I wasn't as familiar with them. So uh, I'm like, that's probably why I didn't hear about her. Cause I'm going, wait, she was this, like, she wasn't just any old, like she went to Bradley. She wasn't some pushover right. going, How right. did, like, why didn't I hear about her? Oh, that's, and then you put, no, you are right though, Phyllis. Uh, I've never played a single minute, but there are people who recognize me. Mm -hmm. And I just find that bizarre. Like, why? I'm not the star. I'm like, why? I just write stories. I call games that are going, wait, why do I have all these fans? I'm not the one going out there. I'm not the one getting shin splints and sacrificing. If you're, good at your craft, if you're good at your craft, you people take notice. It doesn't matter what you're doing. So that means you're doing a good job. My favorite was covering an AEU tournament and I walk out after the day's slate of games are done and this mm -hmm. teenager just recognizes me this random teen i've never met him before it's like i watch all, all your games on youtube and i just i think i did something like this like oh <laughs> yeah more recent but, there was a yeah. oh no a couple few days ago there was a parent who screenshot uh screen grabbed my tweets at mm -hmm. a fall showcase event that i was covering and i I was embarrassed because I'm like, oh my God, that's me. 
Yeah, it. I know that feeling. It's not fun, especially if they catch you. I know. I said. I know. I sent you a bombardment of um, photos. Some of them aren't cute. It's. It wasn't meant to be cute, but I didn't know that they were taking pictures either. So, but yeah. I think you know this, Phyllis. It's different when you see yourself. And when I go out there and cover yeah. games, I'm not doing this to promote myself per se. I mean, I I am hopeful that if somebody at like a talent scout comes across my YouTube channel, that what I do could be a calling card, but I'm not going in there thinking, all right, this is going to boost my social media presence by a factor of whatever. So. So when you see parents start sharing things, you say it's different if it's someone else, but when it's yourself, you're like, oh my God. Yeah, that's how I feel about hearing my, how I used to feel when I heard my voice in interviews too. I think I got interviewed during track. I got my senior year, I think, uh, what is it? It's not regionals. Um, Sections. it's before you get the state, but I, is it sections? They, they call sections. I mean, sections, regions. Officially, yeah. they're sections, but your region would work too. Yeah. So I got like Northwest Suburban Conference play, uh, Athlete of the Year or something. And they interviewed me. And I like, so I, it was summer. I looked dark and I was just talking really fast because they grabbed me right after you know, you race, and I'm like, and I just, and they, it's good, and I'm just like, come on, you couldn't give me, like, five minutes or something, like, I just like, oh, girl, just, you're the worst, (laughs) I'm just yelling at my old self, I'm like, oh, but I just hated my voice when I used to do interviews, and now they're fine, because when you go to college, the people interviewing you, they, they are, they're at your facility, they're, your media reporter so they know you know they try to give you a good look and stuff and they'd be like hey are you good you ready to go okay cool okay I'm just gonna ask you a few questions whatever um good thank god that they do that because in high school some of them I'm like wait let me catch my breath I'm so tired (laughs) just where's my dad (laughs) like hold on so but you know I think being the awkward person I am sometimes I could see it back in the day quote unquote back in the day I was like oh god so yeah and you said you do you have that certificate of weirdness uh, somewhere in your display case on the wall yeah it's on the wall it is I can't take it down it's my uh my pride I look at it every morning I'm like today is the day so, uh, <laughs> no. so, so um, if, I, if I visit you in Duluth you, you, at some point, who knows, I might end up there uh, for whatever reason, I'll see your degree and then I'll see that certificate of weirdness. Mm-hmm. I have my jersey actually right here. Um, I have the, they had really cool edits when I got my, I got, when I got my thousand points and 700 rebounds, it was in the same five seconds, which I didn't know. I went up for the rebound and then we played at Kent State and I went up and got an and one, I think. And then they made those edits. I didn't know. And people were tracking it um, for me. There were some people were like, are you gonna make it? You're gonna make it. And I was like getting, I was like, stop talking about it. Like you're like, some people were hyping me up. um, Like I know uh, 
fun fact, Rachel Banham's brother, Blake Banham, he went to Eastern too. Um, and he would always mess with me and be like, are you going to make it? He's like, you got this. And I'm like, shut up. Like, just let me, like, you're giving me anxiety. Like, just relax. So in a whole bunch, like the trainers would mess with me too. And I'm like, leave me alone. But I wasn't really focused on that, you know, during college. I was focused on winning. Um, I didn't think I was going to make it, actually. I was like, I can't. I think I was like at 800 something points at the beginning of the season. I was like, I'm not going to make it. And then I seen it. I was like, I made it. Okay. Like, so, um, but even past that, it's like, okay, you got that. I'm the seventh person in Eastern Michigan history to get that accomplishment. Um, but then it's like, you know, what's next? Like you still got games, all that, but it's a, it's a really good accomplishment. I'm really glad that I got it. Um, I had a really good, college career for basketball you know I and that's why I'm glad I stayed at Eastern too so yeah and referencing what you said about talking to a younger version of yourself with everything you've experienced as a high school a college athlete what you're doing now as a grant writer and now uh, uh, making a presence for yourself on TikTok or at least uh, experimenting with it mm -hmm. uh, I don't know about you, but I found some of the videos you put together highly amusing. Uh, <laughs> and I think it owes to the experience from, I, I get what you were trying to say in them. And I'll frame it this way. There's no chance in hell that I can pretend to be you, but when you cover basketball, as long as I have, you mm -hmm. become aware that you're going to meet a lot of people who don't look like you real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and you just, I just, handle that sincerely because hey they're just they're they're athletes and we all speak the same language mm -hmm. uh but with everything you've experienced what would you tell a younger version of yourself i've never thought about that before um i guess it sounds cliche but i guess i would tell my younger self like with some of the stuff that like i've gone through you know, I'm, I'm really big on like um, mental health um, back, you know, in college, like I did have a stint of like depression and I just kind of hit it. But, you know, even that girl or the one that, you know, I had in high school or the person in high school, everything's going to be okay. And I would say like, you're, you're, you're going to make it you know, like a couple years back, I'd say like, when you, I hate that um, in college, you get the facade that you, I have a college degree, I'm good. That's, not, that's where it starts. You know, I have my master's, but I wasn't making that much money. You know, I wasn't getting paid my worth. Um, I had to figure it out. And like, again, like I went through another stint of like, a little bit of depression but you know now and that's why I'm up here because I want to be cold but you know <laughs> I just, like I'm by Lake Superior that it's cold I'm not gonna cuss it but it the the bee is cold she's cold Lake Superior is cold as hell but um you know just saying like everything's okay and you're on the right track you know I felt for so long and a lot of people always said that I had like this 
I have a very calm demeanor and I have everything under control. Like, and I, I don't know if like you get that demeanor from me too, but everybody's just like, you have your stuff handled. Like you seem like you're doing really good. I didn't, so I, I told you my dad was in the Vietnam war and he's a Vietnam vet. So, you know, children of military, they get their TRICARE, um, their medical. When I got out of college, I didn't have insurance. I was like, who? I was like, how am I going to fix this? So um, everything, just telling myself everything is okay. Cause I took a chance on myself and I, you know, I joined the army. So right now I'm a year in, um, I don't regret any of that. And I would say with the history of my college career, me and you are discussing missing that camaraderie and that teamwork. I think that's what I wanted. Um, and I felt like the military had that, you know, and there's some knuckleheads there, but that comes with the territory with, with anything you do, whether you're, it's a coworker or a teammate or, you know, just someone. <laughs> I needed that, I needed that hard work and that discipline and, um, excuse me, all of that that came with basketball and I needed insurance. <laughs> so, you know, you basketball and sports and in everything, it always taught me like, you know, everybody has your back, but you got to figure it out. You know, if you only got two minutes on the clock and you're down by two, you got to figure it out, you know? So that's why I love like sports because it teaches you so much, you know, like I, um, people like the hard work, like I'll say like example, like someone, uh, uh, a money hooker, like he, you know, plays for the Titans now, used to ride the bus with him. He was, had so much energy on the bus. I was like, oh my God, this little dude. But his hard work paid off. He picked the right craft because he had, he has a lot of energy, but like hard work pays, paid off and he had to figure it out. And like his, that whole family, like the Hooker family, like their dad and, and mom instilled that in them. And I feel like that's like where we came from. That's what you, you do. You know, I, had a, a decent upbringing, but, you know, I guess tell, I wouldn't tell myself figure it out because I probably would freak out, but just telling myself everything's okay, you know, and saying that it's okay to get help, you know, like I'm a very stubborn individual as well. I guess that's why the army fits me and, you know, just asking for help because by all means most time people either a have that question same question you had or b want to help you you know so i i fondly you know am glad that you know i am where i'm at now but i've had those moments where i've had to look at myself in the mirror and be like relax like you're doing okay like and i've had it where like before you know you started recording I know I said like I'm just here like I don't think I'm really that special like I'm just trying to make my way through the world um but you know on the outside looking in with everybody like you know at my college or you know reporters um they think I'm an incredible person I like I like being who I am I like being humble because there's always someone you know, that can take your spot, but you just always got to prove yourself, you know, so 
I, I love being humble because I, I like going through the world at peace, you know, so, which is the opposite of the army, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I just kind of, I, I love who, I love who I've become so far and it's only the beginning, you know, like I, I, I really, really like, like who I have become and I love who everybody else has become that have, have has made it out, quote unquote, made it out of Minnesota as an athlete you know the the like I've still followed since I mentioned like Amani you know Quentin he's doing really good yeah I love following him like I I adore him and his wife and his his son that he has like I just like seeing like people being successful you know so and I hope that they would think the same for me but I just love to see it you know we all used to go to elementary school together or played against each other that's what life is about seeing people succeed and in, in reaching like their potential and all that so and I know I'm rambling a little bit but you know like I that's what I would tell myself like everything's gonna be okay you know so Phyllis I think if you render that scenario you should write yourself a novel after that answer I think yeah. that would be a better way to read yeah, actually, it was probably like a supposed to be a sentence, but I, if you also oh, no. ask Janae, I talk a lot. I, if I'm comfortable with you, I talk a lot. So, um, and that's how you get to know people. I also don't like people like that. It happens. I'm an introvert, but like with stuff like this, this is, I don't, I'm, no, I'm not making sense. I'm an introvert, but if I do, if your energy is cool, I will talk your ear off and people at Janae be like, shut up. I'm like, no, talk to me. Like, I'm like, be my friend. But I always mess with her like that. She's like, Phyllis, shut up. I'm like, no, I'm, I will not. You, you listen to me right now. So, but yeah, yeah. Oh my, wow. I, I will say, I know you're in Duluth, Phyllis, so, uh, distance might be an issue but I'm going yeah I think I would love to have you alongside to call some basketball with me I'm making a full return this winter at the high school uh -huh. circuit because I took this up interviewing reporting all of that because I just like to talk so I figure well why not go and get into something where you can make use of it and people won't become sick of you <laughs> that yeah. that was really that was my motivation I'm going well embrace it so uh, yeah, I think yeah, you you'd be a great fit. <laughs> People don't want those problems. I'm not gonna. <laughs> no, they I'm do. saying you like yeah, you and I just call a game because we'll never there there will never be any dead air. Like there will always be something. True, yeah, but then I'm gonna start talking about weird stuff, and I'll be like, yeah, I hey, had this burrito hey. earlier. It's really good. Like hey. what? I mean, look at where Bill Walton is now, just by being himself. So true that's very true <laughs> it depends i think i'll stick i work in a cube right now but like i'm i'm like a background individual like no one says thank you all the time it's a thankless job but i'm fine with that like i like being like doing the underground work so that you know the the forefront and people can get help i like helping people a lot so um I'm a background person. I'm a background dancer. Okay. I don't, I don't need to be the Beyonce's of the world. I like, I like who I am. So um, maybe one of these days, you know, if you're calling a game at Osseo or something, I'll, I'll come through. But hey, I'd be like, you need somebody? I'm in town. 
So, <laughs> yeah, hey, whenever you're paying a visit, uh, I think you would be a, a great fit. And I actually, you're not the only person uh, who has mentioned that, yes, they can talk, but being an introvert. So, Mm -hmm. I, I've actually learned a few things that have gone against all the stereotypes you hear about introverts, which if we have more time, we can open up and you and I, I think could open up as completely separate podcasts or spinoffs just from what you're saying, because it is possible like, yes, introverts have friends, but you, like you said, you're more of a background individual and right. I'm a little more extroverted, but I, I, with me, I just, kind of accepted as part of the territory. Like you're going to be out there, you're going to meet people. If that bothered you, then sports is not what you should be doing. Yeah. I mean, for me anyway. Well, yeah. Like I get what you're saying, but for me, like, and I've always thought about that too. Like I don't like being watched, but I also like to compete. I, I'm, you know, it's, you're not worried about who's out watching you. You're worried about who's on the court because they're trying to beat you. I don't like being beat. Like I never, it sounds weird, but the metaphor I would give it is like, even if you're on like a big, big stage, it's kind of muted. You're focused on like what's going on, like whether how loud it is or whatever, it's kind of muted because you're focused. You Don't get me wrong. Like I kind of characterize atmosphere different with that because it's like it comes with the territory, but I'm I wasn't really like oh like fans or anything like that. It it was more so you know I have a goal to accomplish tonight. I need to win. I'm not thinking oh what's that person over there gonna say you know so I yeah like an audience. I've never been like the yeah it's my time to shine type person. I kind of. I'm here for my teammates. I really want to succeed for them and myself. Everything else, I don't have time for that because you're thinking of all plays, your form, you know, being in the moment. I, I don't care really about it. I love fans, like if they're there to support or not support, you know, do you. But, you know, it, 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 it comes with the territory, but it's muted to me, so... And I'll leave you with this, as crazy as this might sound, considering our discussion, Phyllis, mm -hmm. this is based off a question I get from the breakdown book, if you remember those in high school that yeah, would come out yeah. every year. I still have mine. Well, what would you say is the most unusual thing about yourself that people wouldn't know if they met you for the first time? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot. <laughs> um. I, you know, I really don't, I guess I'm not too weird, I guess, right? I don't know. <laughs> um, Despite having a certificate of weirdness in your wall or on your wall. <laughs> I don't know who signed it. I just took it. Uh, <laughs> I guess I say like, I'm, I try to game as much as I can. I love like the old school, like Nintendo, I have a Switch, I have a PS5. Yes, I copped one. Don't ask me how I did that. Um, but, you know, I love like the Laura Crofts of the world. I love Call of Duty. I play Madden. I'm not playing online because I will get my butt whooped. I just play it just for fun. Um, not really a 2K type person, but like, I just like playing video games. Like, I, I don't know what it is about it, like the Mortal Kombat's and all that, but it's just fun to me and seeing how 
um, advanced technology has been getting. It's crazy, like the the um, graphics of everything and all that. And like, I always watch people game and I love horror movies too. So I like watching people play um, horror movie or horror games, I'd say. Um, I, I like gaming, you know, so I don't, anything else I really don't, my favorite, my favorite book is um, All the Places You'll Go. I have a, I decorated my cap like that in all glitter. That's what it is. I figured it out. Okay. I like glitter. I like holographic, shiny. People be like, what? You don't look like the type of person. No. I love like, let me see if I can get this off. I love holographic, like shiny stuff. I had one person uh, recently, they said to me, they were like, I don't, you didn't seem like that type of person that would like that. And I'm like, oh, well I am, I really am. Let me see if I can get this off for you before we gotta go here. People what? are probably like, what's going on? I'm like, just wait for it. Well yeah while you're doing that i mm -hmm. was thinking like well i do have a switch i'm a mario kart player myself and i i love kart. Whoop, there it goes and i also there oh there it is mm -hmm. i love stuff like this so and then like this is my my when my dad was in the vietnam war i got these two stickers and put them on here so yeah i love stuff like this that's the weird thing about me you'd be like why do you like this stuff i'd be like it makes my soul happy so <laughs> that's what I like. So, but yeah, um, that's the weird quirk. Forget all the other stuff I said. <laughs> well, then I was going to say on the Nintendo front, I don't know, like Mario Kart's one of my games, but uh, you, if you like holographic shiny things, I'm going, mm -hmm. hey, you'd be a great uh, shiny hunter in Pokemon. What is that? I played, I played Pokemon Shield. <laughs> But that was shiny hunting. So it, it, it shiny is the term that uh, fans uh, use for alternate color variations. Uh, oh, but like the, um, but it's a graphic. Yeah. So like every Pokemon has an alternate color variance of their species and it's signaled by what they call a shiny. So there's like a shiny sparkle. Uh, so is it synonymous to like ultra rare rare like those type the ones that are like the uh, it kind of goes back to like the pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh cards where it was like the the metallic like they look um, like something like sort of uh in the video okay. game it's it's easier now but it, it's one of the uh side hobbies i think of players to go shiny hunting because it's like hey you got this yeah this alternate looking deal so and they have like usually once or twice a month they'll do a weekend events where you can uh shiny hunt for a specific type so i'm like you might fit, that oh. might uh <laughs> is it on your pokemon go or is it just uh, uh sword shield oh okay okay i think i've heard of it i wasn't too interested because i didn't know what it was but not as you explain it um i might i might dabble before the snow falls <laughs> well i think i know we've learned a lot and phyllis i think the only limit we had was time because you mentioned so many things about your story that i would love to get into but maybe that uh, sets the stage for a future episode of this podcast but i would 
venture to say, I'm, this is just me making a guess, but I'd venture based on our interactions that you consider me cool, I guess, since you were willing to share so much about yourself in this last hour or so. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a jerk. My dad told me don't be a jerk to people. Um, I like, I, I'm an introvert and I feel people out, but it's like, you're a good dude. Like you're doing a lot of, you're, you, you know so much history about so many, you know, players. Like you help people go down memory lane and like people just have like a really, really good, you know, when people go down memory lane, it's good vibes, you know? So I think that, um, you know, I'll even pulling up the pictures I sent you too, you know, there's so many memories that come with so much of it. You can only appreciate and just like think about the past, you know, you can't get that back, those moments, but you have that moment in time where it's like, you know, you felt some type of way. And like, that's why I think that, you know, being a human is so incredible because when you look at a picture, you get that exact feeling back from when that exact moment hit, you know? So um, a lot of those pictures, you know, I had a lot of fun in, you know? Um, if I, I wish I knew some things that I, you know, know now, but I think I had a really good career at Eastern, you know, getting my, my bachelor's and trying to support, you know, other teams. I have good friendships from Eastern. Um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I just love, I love who I became since I have left Eastern and when I was there and the friendships that, you know, no one can take away from me and my degrees, you know, I'm, I'm still helping people now um, uh, and still trying to keep getting better and better each day. So I think that, you know, you're, you may see some more pictures in the future of me doing some other, you know, cool, incredible stuff. So. Well, I look forward to that and I look forward to what the next phase of our discussion brings uh, this podcast series and you speak of memory lane. And again, I, I have fond memories of you and Janae of all the athletes I got to see, whether it was once or multiple times. And it's mm -hmm. fun to engage with them again, because yes, we give a lot of attention to Paige Beckers and Nia Coffee and those who go pro, but th there are a lot of stories out there. And whether it involves a professional career in sports or elsewhere, you, know, mm -hmm. you and Janae and everyone you were a part of at Osseo and beyond, are making a difference out there and that's what I like to highlight yeah so the basketball stops at some point but you know you you still and you take what you learn from the sport from the sports and you put it out in the world so I think that's what I'm doing right now discipline and hard work well I'm glad you're able to do that and I can't wait to see what comes next for you Phyllis thank you yeah. Phyllis Webb a graduate of Eastern Michigan University and now a grant writer for Duluth and a part of the Army. So she's got a lot on her plate, a lot of avenues she's exploring. But whether it was Osseo, Eastern Michigan and whatever she's doing, uh, chances are she'll she'll be she might be working in the background, but you will see her impact in some way, shape or form. Absolutely. So thanks again, Phyllis, for your conversation. 
And if you want to take part in a conversation of your own, all you have to do is contact us on social media at the Mike Beaton on Twitter or Instagram. All you need is a good story and we're happy to share it. So until next time, thanks for watching. If you'd like to support TSB television programming, check us out on Patreon, PayPal, or Cash App. And thanks for watching Mike'd Up Sports.